Hello, beautiful souls. Are you ready to elevate your life? Welcome to my podcast for women on the rise. I'm your host and visionista, Jen Galbrand. I'm excited to be in the studio tonight with my good friend, Susan Finn of Rise Above Noise. When we come back, we'll be talking about all things digital marketing strategy. Welcome to the studio. So good to be here, Jen. I know it's like a date night. I kind of like this. No kidding. And this <laughs> space you have, so professional. Oh, thank you. Impressive. I'm really excited. I know it's it's taken some time getting our schedules aligned, but um, I'm so excited for our audience to learn more about you and your business offerings. So let's dive right in. Sure. And I'd love for you to begin by just sharing with our listeners about your heart-centered work. What is your why? So... Doing the work I do can be, you know, can be analytical and it can be like all the stuff. But what I know is working with the people I've chosen to attract, the transformation creators, to be able to give my skills and my analytical brain and my love of tech to the people who are out there working to make other people's lives better, to make their lives healthier, to improve their relationships, to help the businesses grow. If I can support the people who are doing that work, then that makes everything better for me. And I get to have so much fun doing it because I love pushing the buttons and making the things happen. So so what do you do for your clients? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you get you start a business, you get your certification, you start your business, and you're ready to go. And maybe you've spent some money and you make a website. And and you're ready. You're so ready. But the thing is, if people don't know about you, there's no way for you to get the business. What I'm finding is with the people that I just mentioned, the transformation creators. And a lot of times they're energy healers, light workers, coaches, teachers, They have a difference to make, and they want to stay in that. And sometimes they feel that digital marketing doesn't doesn't feel right right with them, right? It feels almost like icky. I can see when I'm on a call with somebody, I say digital marketing or I say email marketing, I see a visceral reaction. The cringe. The cringe. And the reason is, and this is my why, the reason is that They've been marketed to improperly. Absolutely. People are pushing on them. They're being, they're just selling all the time. The way that I guide the people that I work with is to allow them to find joy in something that they're doing and sharing and to be able to show up in generosity. And when you do that, when you feel like every post is giving, when you feel like every email is talking to somebody in particular who has a problem, here's the thing. I'm going to take a segue. Somebody woke up last night. Jen, I know that you do a lot of work coaching. Somebody woke up in the middle of the night last night someplace, and they didn't know what to do about a particular problem. Right. Right? And they, they can't get back to sleep. It's in their head. It's in their head. It's in their head. And they don't know where to go with that. And if you're the answer, if you have the answer to them, and then the next morning they wake up and they, they open up their email. and Divine you, timing. Right? <laughs> right. And 
so so marketing is really just a vehicle for letting people know the work that you do. Absolutely. And like I think you've said this before, um, it becomes an act of service. That's right. Because, you know, it's really all about, excuse me, <clears throat> sharing an in an authentic way who you are and how you serve people instead of just selling and selling and selling. Right. right. Some people call it the law of attraction, right? Exactly. Attraction marketing yeah, attracting. versus push marketing. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, so what did how do you do you remember when this this sort of passion surfaced for you um, in terms of knowing what it is you wanted to do and and I happen to know you've gone through some transitions. Mm. Can you share that with with our listeners? I, sure, I can. I'm, I'm trying. I want to make it not too long, so I will give you the shortened versions. In 1999, my mom had a terrible car accident. I could not go back into the dairy industry where I was an or um, I was a quality control manager. And I had to figure something else out. So when she moved in with me, and I had my mom with me, I had my four kids, and I had my nephew all living with me at this point. And my mom needed kind of full-time care when the four kids did too. There was no way I could go back into the dairy industry. And I also knew that something like a, a BNI or a Chamber of Commerce is not conducive for moms with lots of stuff to do. Right. Like getting up at 7.30 in the morning, bringing coffee and donuts to someplace and getting the kids and the mom. So that wasn't happening. And so I created my own, I would say, community, the Women's Business Network of Southeastern Massachusetts. And it was there that I found my love of building community and of helping women in particular find the resources that they needed to meet whatever goals it was that they, they had. Although it was a business networking group, not everybody had a business. Right. But they were searching for what was their next step. Exactly. And those are our listeners, and that's why this is so valuable well, to share you know the story. This, Jen, because you know that women do things differently. Right. I'm, I'm in other networking groups with a lot of male energy. And it's a little, it's, it's still, these are still pretty awesome people that I'm with, but it's different. When you're in a community of women, in particular women business owners, we're just stumbling over ourselves to find ways to help each other. Right. The name of my business is Rise Above Noise, and that's because that's what we do. We tie our boats together, and that way we're able to all rise with the tide, and then the noise can just quiet because we know we have our community around us. I love that. It's well, such a beautiful it's what you visual. do. It's what we do. Yes. We build communities that are supportive and, and unique, and I and I, I love – I remember you were like one of the first people I talked to back in – when? 2016 when I launched the She Breathes community, and – the fact that you had had that experience and had those, you know, those similar desires just sort of validated for me how much that we just need more of that in the world. Absolutely. You know, and every day we just, that becomes more clear to me. It's more, so true. More of like that true, just genuine desire to, to reach out and help each other. Right. Like you always say, all the boats rise, right? Well, all the boats rise too, but you think about how many people there are trying to build a business right now. That don't have community. Right. That don't know. Super isolating. Who, how do I get a tax number? Right. How do I, how do I um, make a social media post? How do, what colors do I use? What exactly. words do I use? In your community, right, right in, the, in the She Breathes community, in the We Breathe community, there's somebody for everything. Yeah, that pool of resources. Right. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So who is your ideal client? 
Well, it's who I it's who I said, right? It's yes. it's people who are out there making a difference um, to other people, and who don't don't buy into that pushy selly, right? Like like I do. If you're gonna, I do sequences, right? For email, we do sequences, nurturing sequences. Now you can call those funnels, right? And so maybe people are familiar with the word funnels, and they're getting that cringy feeling just by me saying the word funnels, right? Because they can feel like, oh, I don't want to bother people. People say that to me all the time. I don't want to bother people in their inbox. Right. I don't like getting email, and I don't want to send email. And I get it. I have multiple filtering systems on my own emails to only get what I want to read. But the thing is, your person who woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning is waiting for you to, to give them that insight and maybe a little bit more insight. And the thing is, too, that with the people I work with, a lot of coaches, right, very rarely does somebody go onto a coach's website and immediately, without knowing that person, say, yep, I'm going to plop down money exactly. for that program. Right. They don't know those per- person. Exactly. They don't know that person. And so you need to do those little touch points. I don't know what the numbers are now, but all the touch points where you give and you give and you give and you give and everyone, like it's the NPR model, right? You give, right. give, 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 and every once in a while you have a fun drive. Hey, I have a program coming up. Exactly. No, sure. And I know, I mean, I remember when I, so I left corporate, you know, and and started this <clears throat> this community and, and these series of sort of offshoots of that. And I remember being completely overwhelmed with, you know, Facebook and Instagram and I'm, LinkedIn I was very familiar with, but, you know, and and how do you schedule your social media and Buffer and Canva and all the things, right? Now it's like something I do in my sleep, but I remember being super overwhelmed and I know that a lot of women who are like leaving corporate where this stuff was all kind of done and now they're solo entre- solopreneurs or entrepreneurs and they're trying to do this themselves, it is like super cray-cray, right? It's and, so difficult. And, and, and I know that one of the things I've learned so many things from you, but one is that that email, those email touch points are super important. Do you want to talk a little bit about sort of social and the email and, and how you're kind of – vision of like what the... How they all tie together. How they tie together and sort of what the... I know there's no perfect combination, but sort of what's the strategy around how to utilize those tools effectively? All right. Now we're getting into my area. Good stuff. So you have your website. And I want you to picture your website as the hub of a wheel. And then the spokes of the wheel are all of the other things that you're doing. You're networking. You're doing podcasts. You're either a guest or you're making your own. You're doing social media posts. You're sending out emails. You are doing really nice things and sending out gifts. You're seeing people in person. Like all the things that you do, as I mentioned before, marketing is showing up. All the things that you do to show to show up need to drive back to the website or back to something that can convert your visitors into, let's start with followers, right? Like convert them into people who are like going to talk about you, who are going to advocate for you, who are going to amplify for you and who love you even without having interact, you know, having engaged with you. And they eventually, when they have that need, then they're going to be able to um, get on a call with you. So and or refer you to somebody if they right? Right, refer you if you work. So the thing is that those things are all great. Everything that I just said are great. 
I think what's missing for, for many people is that you do all those things and you're hoping people will call you right. or you hope people will sign up. Sure. That's a big ask it because is. they go to your website, they get distracted, and they bounce, and that's it. Right. But if you have a list growth strategy and you're giving something, you're answering a question, you're, you're solving a little problem, whatever it is that you're giving, whether it be a free uh, meditation, a, a lot of people do PDFs, some people do quizzes, people do little mini courses, whatever you can give to get people to give you their email address, that way you get to love them up. Just right. love them up. Then when they get into your pond, right, you've taken them from the ocean into your own little pond so that you can feed them whatever you have because they identified as having a problem. That's why they asked for your freebie. They identified they have a problem. So now they're going to be looking forward to getting your solutions. Just keep giving it to them. Right. I was on a call with a high-end coach the other day. And she was she she monitors her list a lot, and she said that she has she has had people recently who were on her list for three to five years, and they opened they, she can tell right they opened the emails but had never engaged with her who are now hiring her. Interesting, right? So you can't look for that. It's 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 not an immediate. It's not immediate return. No, it's nurturing. Yes, it's nurturing, and that's why they call it a nurture campaign, an email campaign. Well, the first, at first, right, so you get, bring them in because they've identified they have a problem and you're going to help them solve that problem with a little, you know, something. And then I usually make um, a welcome nurture sequence. Um, the person I was with today called it on his onboarding sequence. And it's I use five uh, emails based on Donald Miller of StoryBrand's um, template, and it's Again, it's giving and giving and giving, but it's in, uh, very specific, right? So I'll, I'll give you guys what it is. So the first one is you deliver what you said you were going to deliver. The second one is you're going to just talk a little bit about whatever the problem was that you had offered a solution. Talk a little bit more about that and talk about what it feels like when on the other side of that, right. when, this, when you've uh, solved the problem. Third one is um, testimonials and storytelling and case studies. That's the most powerful, in my opinion. That's what people are looking for, the stories. The fourth one, and this is marketing speak, and I don't love this, but I will just say it, and then we'll try to figure out how, how to say it differently, but it's basically overcoming objections. Right. And I'll give you an example of that. So a parent coach. So a parent coach. So, so somebody doesn't know what a parent coach is, doesn't even know a parent coach exists. But they're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning, sweating. They, they don't know what to do with their kid. Right. They just don't know what to do with their kid. And they don't know who can help them. They're embarrassed to ask the mother-in-law. They're embarrassed to ask their mother. They're embarrassed to ask their sisters. They don't know what to do. They think it's their problem and that it's unsolvable. But what if they saw you online, right? And you have, uh, is your kid driving you? Whatever it is. Sure. Now they're like, oh, because in the olden days, right, Jen, we would just go to the we would go to the village square, right, <laughs> and we would like I don't know thresh our weed and talk about how our kid was driving us crazy, and the grandmas and the nanas would say, you know, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, that's so yeah, it's I mean the way we work and and interact is changing 
rapidly. Yes. Rapidly. So, so in that fourth one, overcoming objection, that that would be it. Like they're embarrassed. Sure. Maybe there's money issues. Right. Maybe there's um, judgment. And then the fifth one is, um, look, you know everything about me now. Here's where you can, um, you know, schedule a call. Right. I think it's great. And it's and having those strategies and those steps and and I know you are so great at consulting and coaching people and walking them through so that it that you kind of take the overwhelm out of it right. by just sort of guiding them through the process, that analytical brain that you say that you have, which I've seen, yes. just it's like breaking it down into small parts so people don't feel like it's just too much. Right. Yeah. And the first thing I do when I'm talking with somebody is really listen. Really listen. And and watch. If we're on Zoom, I'll watch because body language is important. Sure. When they're talking about something, you see in their face they don't like it. You're like, okay, she didn't like that thing. Right. And then when they talk about something else and they light up, you're like, okay, why don't we do more of that? Exactly. Because everyone's different. There's no, like, perfect formula to this. Right. Right? So if, if one thing gives you joy... Let's make a system around that. I had a client where exactly what I was just talking about and what I want to, we got into conversation. She started talking about how she loved to paint and how she loved to read books. And I was like, well, there you go. And she wanted to have an Instagram strategy at the time. And so I was like, why don't you just share books and your painting stuff and talk about how it relates to your business? She nearly cried. Yeah. Because people don't think about it. They don't think about showing sort of a personal side of themselves as part of their marketing strategy. Well, I, I honestly, I have trouble with that too. Yeah. Right? But if that's what would, would give me joy, then that's what it is. Right. Yeah. But don't you think, I mean, I think, I, I happen to feel um, that it's still about the relationships. It's still about the connection. I know so much is virtual now. But for me, um even with my coaching, I would much rather be in a room with somebody. And and I think that there's a lot of people who who they want to feel like they're in the room with somebody because there's clearly not. But that that connection, that like, oh, she's approachable. She, she gets my she gets my problems. I feel comfortable trusting her with with my with my business. Right. And so I think there's still that connection, that deep sort of, you know, not everyone's going to resonate with everyone. There's a million coaches out there, right? Right. But how do you get your authentic personality to come across in your marketing so somebody, one of those people who woke up at night is going to be like, that's, I want to work with her because I feel some kind of a personal connection. That's right. Something's pulling me in. So that's why I I, I think what you're saying is, you know, giving them enough information and opportunities to kind of experience you or your service so that that when they're ready, they're going to remember you. Exactly. They're going to remember that parent coach. And you live in the energy world. You Absolutely. know this, that when your energy is high and you're doing something that gives you joy, you're more attractive. Absolutely. 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 High vibes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could talk about just that forever. Um, tell me, ab- or tell, tell us, what you are most proud of in terms of an accomplishment in your life. It can be business-related, personal, it can be a combination, but what brings you, like, you know, what makes you just puff your chest out and be like, I am so proud of this? There's so many things, I'm sure. There are so many things. I am so, so blessed, and I live... In a world of abundance and joy, 
Um, I'll start at the source of all my abundance and joy, and that is my husband, I'd have to say. We were high school sweethearts, so sweet. married when we were 23, raised four of our own kids, and a couple more went through our house, took care <laughs> of my mom, and um, now all of our kids and my others are all amazing. My four kids are all paired up with amazing humans. Beautiful. I have an amazing granddaughter and another one coming. So these are like I love life's you, blessings. I love the analytics. I love pressing the buttons and doing the things, and that all gives me professional, professional satisfaction. Sure. But the fact that I can sit back, look at my gardens, look at my beehives, look at my puppy, and know that this space that my husband and I have created is a warm and welcoming space. In our world of really craziness right now, yeah, it's nice to know that we can go home and like pull some weeds and eat some radishes and call it a day. It's talk about a joy-filled life, right? Absolutely. Doing what matters most That's with right. the people that you love the most. That's it's right. pretty simple and pretty profound at the same time, right? Yes. Not to push, right? Again, it's not oh, pushing. Oh, that, that's that whole male energy thing, you know, and not to get off on a whole other topic, but we're so programmed. In, we're, we live in our heads and we're so programmed to like, you know, drive and push and resist and do that doing energy, that masculine energy. And we just are not taught to honor the divine feminine and that kind of receiving and allowing and letting things flow and accepting. And I think, you know, this is a lot of the work that I do with my clients because I lived in that world. Yes, And you did. that sort of doing energy and just discovering the balance of that being, you know, being and, and being more present, it, it may, it's life-changing. You need it, both. It is life-changing. And when you can find a way to give yourself the flow and ease, right? Yes. So again, I'm going to head back to digital marketing for a second and say, what gives you joy? We already talked about that. What is the one thing that you can commit to each week that gives you joy that also can work as marketing? And I'll give you an example, yeah. um, is that I love um, putting the spotlight on other people. That's what I did with the Women's Business Network, and that's what I do with my work. And so I have a weekly talk, half hour, in the Rise Above Noise Facebook group. And by doing this half hour gig with somebody who I know my community is going to resonate with, oh, today we did a really good one on uh, on using video for your business, and then he's doing a free class coming up on TikTok. Oh, fun. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not ready for that yet. Not ready for TikTok. And, <laughs> um, but so that is my commitment to content. Other people love to write. Other people love to make other videos. Other people like to make classes, whatever it is. But then you take that one piece and you find a way to use it everywhere. So mine is is this um, video interview. And then, so then it goes on my Facebook group and it supports my group. And then it goes onto my page later when I've edited it. It goes onto my blog. It goes onto my YouTube. It becomes a podcast. And then I'm able to extract nuggets out of it because my, my guests always have such amazing things to say. So I take five like brilliant things they've said and I, I get those um, extracted out of their 
out of the transcript, and those are my social media posts yeah, in content, the future. Content, 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 content. And, and it's my email. Yeah. So I don't have to worry. It's Every beautiful. week, all I have to do is like say, who did I get to talk to this week? Exactly. And, then it, and then it follows. So that's a great example of how, uh, how people can learn to you know learn from you and work with you to to develop those kinds of strategies and and ways to take and repurpose this great content that they have. I don't think they always remember that they have they're generating this beautiful content and how they can use that, break that down and use that. That's right. Right? So that's there's just so much to learn. Um and I know today we're we don't have we're not we don't have as much time as we would like to get into all the details, but I think the point that we want our listeners to hear is that there's just a whole um, realm of opportunity out there and and everyone's formula is going to be different. And so working with somebody like you can help them to really decide what what's going to work best for them, what's going to feel most in alignment for them, and then help translate into to business opportunities. Right. Like take away that chaos. Yeah. Take away that time. That set. noise. Take away the noise. What I feel strongly about, and I say this uh, often, is that in everything we do Time and energy are our only true currency. We can make money. We can go sell widgets. We can go to, you know, we can do the things. But time and energy are only true currency. And so if you're building up your energy and you're protecting your, t- protecting your time with your strategies and your systems, and I have a five-part system, Rise Above Noise five-part pillar system, it just flows and Absolutely. it's just so much easier. It sounds like a perfect solution for so many people. So I want people to know a little bit more about you um, in the spirit of our conversation just a while ago. So what do you love most about yourself? It can be a physical trait. It can be a personality trait. There's just so many good things about you. But what do you resonate with most? Because I know this is a hard question for women to answer. It is, but I've I've practiced. Um, <laughs> and it's that I'm calm. You are. And the more stress is around me, the calmer I get. It's a superpower. It is my superpower. I I love that. And how do you, you know, we talk a lot about the importance of balance and protecting our energy and our time and self-care. It's critical, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something that that our generation was not necessarily taught, which is, and it's, and we talk about it a lot in our community and in the other various communities that we're a part of. But how do you practice self-care to stay healthy and balanced and grounded? So I garden, right now it's garden time, right? Yes. Like a- Everything's so lush. My fingers, I'm showing, I'm showing Jennifer my fingers with the, with the dirt underneath of them. Um, and the bees and my puppy. But I would have to say it's been 23 years that I've been practicing yoga. Mm, Yes. And as we age, I think yoga is so good for our bodies and for our minds. It sure is. And I would have to say yoga is probably my favorite form of self-care and going to watch the sunsets. Oh, yes. At the same time, do yoga while watching the sunset. <laughs> well, actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Yesterday, it was I was at the head of the river in See? Westport. Yes, yeah. and also there's a sunrise one oh, on Friday mornings beautiful. in New Bedford. Yeah, oh, I'll be there next weekend. <laughs> um, I just started uh, uh, Qigong class, which I'm absolutely oh, loving. I would like to in, try in that. combination with my yoga practice. I love it. We digress. Um, <laughs> role models. I love to ask our mm. our listen our guests about role models because I think they're so important, um, and I and I think there's just people in our lives, whether we know them personally or not, that 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 impact us in ways that that show up as we 
grow into adulthood. Did you have any role models growing up? And how did, if so, how did they, or just people or professionals or something that just resonated with you? Yeah. Well, one role model as I was growing up was my Aunt Edie. She's only 11 years older than I am. And so she was just like a princess to me. And she was always bright and sunny and fun to be with and creative. So I would say that that because I was so terribly, terribly shy and quiet and to watch her just go into a room and light it up, I just thought she was magical. That is so awesome. And I, the fact that you say that you're shy I is know. so funny to me because you walk into a room and light it right up. Aww. So see? Thank you. So she had an impact on she you. She sure did. She and did. that leads me to kind of the next question, which I, I think this is so cool because like if we could go into a time machine and go back to when we were 12 or 13 <sighs> years old <sighs> and give ourselves a hug and some advice, right? <sighs> Wouldn't that be beautiful? So what would you tell yourself? When you were in that awkward kind of 12, 13-year-old stage. I was at this really cool place once called She Breathes Balance and Wellness. <laughs> and there was somebody leading a an exercise based on the book The Four Agreements by yes. Don Miguel Ruiz. And we that was that Lauren Durso. If you guys don't know Lauren Durso, check her out. And, um, sh- and she ran. And so I read the book and showed up for this. And it was life-changing. And the one part of that book that goes to the question just asked me, and I don't remember exactly how it, although I did quote it today on something else, but basically, when you are living, doing your best, and you are speaking your truth, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. I wish I knew my whole life that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. If Isn't you that the know truth? that you're doing your best. Isn't that the truth? I wish. I wish I sometimes you still. I know. That imposter syndrome. It's real. It's a thing. It's all thoughts and emotions, but it shows up and <laughs> rears its ugly little head, right? It does. It does because it goes back to that comparison of of other people instead of just being in our own sort of. We're all in. We we're all in this on this journey in our own lanes, but we forget that and we keep crossing over to everyone else's lanes. And I think. Um, it's a really important message, and and I know as parents um, that we try to impart that wisdom on our children, right? Like, don't worry so much about how you're being perceived. Yeah, just be you. Right. Yeah, do it proudly and do your best. That's right. That is a bit a wonderful book. Um, if you had a theme song, what would it be? Um, I'm going to say that it's uh, "Good to Be Alive." Oh yeah, by Andy Grammer. That would, that's a good one. It's so uplifting and great. It is. And it is good to be alive. Absolutely. We have to remember that every day. Every day. So our listeners tend to be women who we talked earlier are in some kind of transition. So maybe they are you know stuck in the corporate world and just need out and they don't know exactly how they're going to make that transition. Or maybe they're moving from one, um, you know, area of work or industry to another, or maybe they're just stuck. They're the ones waking up at three in the morning and they just don't know what's next. They just know it needs to be something different. So what advice would you have for for listeners who are in some kind of a transition that are looking to make a leap and to transform or elevate their life based on your experience? Well, it has to be to find a community. 
you have to find a community. You've got to step outside your door or turn on your Zoom these days, whatever it is, because you think you're alone. You think you're the only one like that. Right. And you and again, there's no village that we can't go and talk to the nanas, right? Like right. we need a community of women who are ready to support. And when you think of community of women, and there aren't that many, right? So I'm thinking of She Breathes right now. And when you think, my goodness, there's all those people with the health professionals and the life coach and people who are um, medical people and energy people and food people. Right? And lawyers. And it's really a diverse group. And financial. Like so many of us need that financial, but we're a little bit nervous. Women are nervous. I know. And I have recently money mindset issues. Well, it's money mindset and it's also, I don't know what it is, because talking with male financial planners is a whole different experience right. than speaking with female financial right. planners. It's right. a very interesting thing. Yeah. Not dissing men, no, just saying it's not, different. It is different. Yeah. Different energy. Yeah. That's so interesting. So yeah, having a female tribe is something we talk about a lot. And I know you have you have you're like a the networking connector queen when I think of people. You're so good at that. And I do. I think it's so important, more than ever probably, um, this this sense of community, the sense of belonging, because people have been so isolated and, you know, and separate. And I think just people need it. And, and, you know, we've just been through hell and back over the last couple of years. I think there's some good things that have come out of it, though, however. I do, too. In terms of that sort of recognition of how important those relationships are. And um, and having other people that you know um, have your back and want to see you, yeah, and do well. And you said you said um, that we need that you need community. Do you know that I think that we need community and we don't even know that we need it, right? So when you dip your toe in, yeah. and I've seen that happen at She Breathes, where people come for like to test something out, or they come with a friend, and they in just that short time, an hour. They're like, I didn't even know this existed. I can't wait to come back. Because it's the physical space that you have there, and it's also the people that you've curated. It's the energy of the room, absolutely. And I think what's so unique about – I mean, there's lots of women in business groups, and they're all wonderful, right? And, and, And there's wellness centers, and there's community places, but we've sort of kind of pulled all that into one space. And I think that that's what's unique about it. It's like you get that sort of ability to to practice self-care, to, you know, get a massage or see an energy worker or learn about nutrition. Um, But you also get those those connections with other people. And then you have this business element of resources who, you know, we have people in the in the membership that don't even have businesses yet. But they just want to be a part of that energy. That's right. So I think it's, it's really cool, that kind of combination that's been cultivated, um, you know, as we, as we grow and, and evolve as a community. So, I'm it's, so It's magical. And I've been searching, and I have not found anything else like it. And I, like well, you said, I know need, a lot of people. We're going to need a We Breathe in Westport yes. soon. We've been chatting about that. <laughs> I'm manifesting it. Actually, maybe Colorado too. Oh, there you go. That's right, because you have family out I there. I do now. have family in Colorado. Oh, there you go. We'll just put them everywhere. <laughs> um, tell us something that people might not know about you. Oh well, I hinted to it before that I am terrible. I was terribly shy, terribly, terribly shy. I think that I didn't break out of my um, and more than introvert, like 
even when I had my kids, I used to make my kids go up and talk to people. Will you go tell them this? Will you go tell oh, them that? Oh, that's so funny. I, I would never guess that about you. I, you know, and it takes a lot. And even still, like, I, ha- you know how you can turn on and turn off parts of yourself? Yeah. Like, I can turn on my, what looks like I'm an extrovert or that I can show up. But inside, I'm like, I just want to go home. <laughs> Still with my dog. (laughs) And now my grandbaby. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So this is probably um, my favorite question um, on the show. What would you you like to see more of in the world or less of in the world? It's been such a tumultuous time. And so we could probably have a whole podcast on that. Well, in the grand scheme of things, I think we need more civics education in school. But as far as what we're talking about today, what if? What if every woman had opportunity to be in a community like she breathes? Like, what if we were like, oh, God, I feel crummy. Uh, Oh, somebody's holding a workshop tonight. Maybe I can go do some energy work. Let me go do a sound healing. Let me go get some um, Reiki, right? Like, just find ways. Well, I'm going to even step back. Just to understand that those things exist. Right. Right? Like there's a lot of, I talk, so talk about the muggles. Right. Like muggles who don't know that there's healing and support that yeah. even exist in the world. And that they're not alone, like you said earlier. Right. Like I think that's the biggest trap is people mm-hmm. don't think there's that anyone else is going to understand what they're going through. Yes. I know. More communication and education around the importance of community. I think that's a good one. Yeah. For I sure. And more access to it. Right. How would you like to be remembered? You know, I am. Uh, I keep a journal for my grandbaby. My grandbaby's a year and a half old oh. this, this week, and I keep a journal for her. And I write in that, right, because that's what she'll remember. And I think that it is, I think it's just that I'm open and calm and and creative. Yeah. And really focused on living, really truly living your life with, like you said, with this joy and this abundance mindset. And doesn't it make all, it's just so much more fun. It really is. To go through life that way. Right? What a beautiful thing to, to, you know. I mean, we all have those friends that are like, "Uh, how are you doing? Uh, This, 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 this. I'm like, yeah, but you woke up today, didn't you? Put your feet on the floor. Yep. I know. I know. So more of that. We need to share more of that. That sort of higher frequency energy, those higher vibing um, emotions to help each other when we are down, you know, to, right. to get ourselves back into those And to find the people energies. that will help you get there yeah. and to understand. Like-minded and like-hearted people. And maybe they kick you in the butt a little and yeah. go, you know what? Yeah. That is not such a bad thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Well, I just love, love, love my time with you always. And I'm so grateful for you being here today. I want to just make sure that our listeners know how they can reach you, where they can find you, because they all need to be working with you. Thank you. Um, So if you are um, a business owner and and you're interested in learning more about me, first I would like to invite you to community because that's where I go first with the work that I do. Go ahead and join the Rise Above Noise Facebook group, and I know that Jennifer will put it in in the show notes. We're having some good conversations over there. Every day there's a prompt. And what I found in that group, and I got to tell you, I don't love Facebook, but I love this group. And what I love about it is that there's a prompt every day and that people answer it and that they're 
finding conversations with each other, and then a bunch of them have found ways to collaborate. I love that. And that start their own programs. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then my website is riseabovenoise.com, and you'll learn about me. And to get started, you know, it's a 20-minute, and it always goes longer, you know how that is, 20-minute <laughs> conversation with me, and I'm going to send you a bunch of information about me ahead of time so that when we meet, it's really me listening to you so that I can have some kind of a, a download about where where your joy might be and where we might be able to do some work. And I'd love to give you guys some freebies. You guys know I love the freebies because that's going to bring you onto my email list. Rise above noise forward slash goodies. So go ahead and get some goodies. And all my links are there. Oh, I highly recommend. I know, Susan, from personal experience, how much valuable information and insight you have to share. So thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And for me. spreading all your joy. And I cannot wait to um, just continue to put all this good stuff out into the world together. So I'm very grateful to you. Thank and you. And back at you. Thank you, Jennifer. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen. Jen.